As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs and medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Better Little Never. <laughs> Yes. I'm not actually inside a women's prison at the moment. The horniest just went up to like 11. Good afternoon. I'd like to say a big fuck you to Nick. Tyler Yerensha must go to Cinco de Mayo. Ty Ty, why won't you kiss me? Better late than never with bag milk. Better late than never with bag milk. It's a better late than never. It's better late than never. Better late than never. Arby's, you don't agree. Long live Arby's. Wow. What an intro that is. What an intro. It's weird. I actually, uh, Surveyor Brett, I just want to give a shout out to you because you know what? We used your intro for a long time, year and a half. And then Watcher stepped in with a banger. So shout out to both of you. Shout out to anybody who makes anything for this podcast, by the way. Of course, I want to give a shout out to the audio department, as I do at the start of every episode. They are the title sponsor. Go check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. Record a podcast. Record a spoken word poetry album. You can do whatever you want. I am not here to limit your creativity. Only you can do that. The audio department, they are here to foster it. TheAudioDepartment.ca, book some studio time. Let's get into it. Hello. It's Wednesday. Later than I expected. It is five o'clock as I'm recording this. Uh, I was on the phone for the last little bit. I am well beyond where I thought I would be, and we've got a lot to get to. So I'm just going to jump right into it with a quick, quick colonial recap. I don't know if you follow me on social media or not. I hope you do. But if you don't, I was in Kelowna to see my mom over the weekend, and it was an interesting thing because... I wrote an article, as I would always usually do on the weekend from Kelowna, and I was just like, hey, I went on a wine tasting tour, and people got mad at me. (laughs) I was like, I'm here to see my mom. I don't know. She lives here. She's a resident of Kelowna. The interesting thing about it was, obviously, there's the fires in BC, and it's crazy. And I was landing expecting that it was going to be smokier in Kelowna than it is here in Edmonton, and it just wasn't. There was clear skies and like next to no smoke. And it was very, very interesting given the state of British Columbia right now. But 
What a place. What a city. Could I live there? Yeah. Do I have an opportunity to live there? Yes. I could just go move in with my mom. I have an uncle that lives there too. I could, you know, I could work something out. But it was just cool. It was there. Good to hang out for a little bit. There was not without some speed bumps and hurdles, but we will get to that in the righteous sack beating about my trip to Kelowna. thing I wanted to mention though is... I don't know if anybody listening to this has ever been on a wine tasting tour before. I had not. I had not ever been on a wine tasting tour before. And my uncle goes, hey, I know that you're a fan of wine. I want to take you to some of the nice wineries in Kelowna. There's hundreds of them, it seems like. You just drive, I guess, into West Kelowna a little bit. And all you can see is vineyards everywhere and wineries. And there's orchards. And it's cool. I just... Obviously, that comes from somewhere, and I know a lot of wine gets made in the Okanagan, but to see it, I had never seen it before. So that was super cool, number one. Number two, holy hell, is a wine tasting tour dangerous? Because we went to some bougie wineries. My uncle is a man of expensive tastes. So he goes, I want to take you to some of my favorites, and that's what he did. And oh, boy. Hey. Hello, sir. Welcome to Winery XYZ. What would you like to do today? And we go, we would like to do a tasting, please. And they go, okay, sure. Which one would you like to do? This one available here, and it was like $10, $12, $15. Some of them were a little bit more, depending on how bougie and fancy it was. But they were pretty, like, doable, I guess. And it goes, do you want to try? Here's this one was $15, and you get to try five wines. I'm like, okay. Like, mouthfuls, I imagine. And they were a little bit more, I would say not quite a three ounce pour, but they were, you know, they were more than a mouthful and winery one in the books. I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. We didn't, we had a, a designated driver for the record winery two down my, my samplers. And then I were like, you know what? I'm going to buy a bottle and we're just going to sit on the grounds because it was cool. So we did our sampling, finished a bottle. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, winery two, I'm getting drunk now. Winery three and four, by the time we left the fourth one, I was hammered. And now I know some people tell you that you're supposed to spit the wine out when you're on a tasting. I, at the ones we went to, we were inside buildings and there was no spittoons. There was nothing. So all I could do was down the hatch tell you one thing i was feeling my sexiest though after after winery four oh, i guess the point of the story is if you like wine and you've never been on a wine tasting tour before please do it please do it Kelowna is a hour flight away and the opportunity to make poor decisions after a good wine tasting are endless endless turning it back to bltn news before we get to the actual news, though, the Zoll, the Will of Thousands investigation continues. And we've got a mystery on our hands, friends. Last week, there were new accusations tabled against Danger Suede. There's some support for my boy Ben. There is Nick. Nick's still taking a lot of heat. We know he's a Rogers Wrapped in Red event guy. But this week, a new suspect has emerged this one comes in from nick schindler s-c-h-i-n-d-e-l-e-r he goes surveyor brett is definitely zol 
Bro specifically leaves a voicemail saying he hasn't listened in months. He did it only to deflect suspicion. Surveyor Brett is Zol. That one comes in from a, yet another Nick. I could absolutely see Surveyor Brett being Zol. Here's the reality. He was the guy who used to play his intro, man. It's a good intro. It's a fun intro. But the podcast evolves. And now we've got a new one from Meat Watcher. And you played it off the jump today. You think that's not going to rattle Surveyor Brett? You think he wouldn't want to try and sabotage your show with Zol, the will of thousands? I bet it is. I bet it is Surveyor Brett. I bet it is. He is a ref after all. Let's all remember that. That is true. So Nick Schindler, I imagine we're going to get more into this in the voicemail when that rolls around, but Surveyor Brett, if you're even listening to this, you are now the latest suspect in the Zoll Will of Thousands. So if I'm to recap again, I need the BLTN investigation unit on this, but it can't just be me. So we have got other Nick, first Nick, Fried Onions Nick. He is suspect one, in my opinion. Ben still could be in there, though he did make a passionate defense for himself last week. Ben could be on the suspects list, but he may be just a person of interest more so than a suspect at this point. Danger Suede, known voice alterer. He denies it. He denied it on Twitter that he said, I am not Zol the Will of Thousands. It could be somebody, he goes, somebody else tried to steal my Queen of England bit. Makes a good point there. Danger Sway defending himself with hard facts. And now Surveyor Brett tossed on the suspect list after conveniently saying that he does not listen to the podcast or has not in months. Seems suspect. Now I'm starting to think it's Brett. Let's be honest. Can you really trust a referee? No, you can't. Res- referees are untrustable. Having a hard time speaking today, Satan, are you? <laughs> My mouth is dry. Fuck you. <laughs> who is Zol the will of thousands maybe we'll find out more answers today in the voicemail but up next let's get to the news the news is brought to you by syc brewing sycbrewing.com go check out the beers the ciders the merch the gift cards anything you need in terms of hydration, well, I'm not a doctor. Don't don't quote me on that. SYC Brewing, though, if you want a delicious beer like this clock-out lager that I'm going to have once the podcast wraps, please go out and do that, sycbrewing.com. Where should we start the news, friends? Well, oh, how about the fact that the boys are back in town? Starting Tuesday, September 5th, the Edmonton Oilers were back on the ice practicing for the captain skates, and I love the attitude that they have right now. There's like a chip on their shoulder, man. After the way they got bumped out in the second round to the Vegas Golden Knights last year, it seems like they've got something to prove, and I like that. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. I'm sure you've heard that phrase before. Well, what about a hockey team? What about our boys in blue and orange? They felt scorned. They felt that that second round was a winnable series. I tend to agree. In fact, I'd suggest that Vegas, albeit a good hockey team, won more so because of the mistakes that the Oilers made over and above them outplaying the Edmonton Oilers. What do you think about that? 
I would agree with that. Quads, what do you think? I don't know. I just want to talk about the Canucks. You can't talk about the Canucks right now. But what's exciting is the boys are back in town, and that has me feeling like for the first time since the season ended that it is hockey season, and I am oh so excited. Cannot wait to see when things start happening for real. I'm talking about even roster cuts. I'm excited about those. I'm excited about preseason games. Well, uh, I take that. You know what? I take that back immediately after saying it. It's like record scratch. Nah, I'm not excited for the preseason. It's way too long. But that first preseason game, I will probably not watch any of it because I don't know where they play them this I assume it's going to be on Oilers Plus. I don't have Oilers Plus, so I guess I'm not watching the preseason. We'll see what my wrap-ups look like if that is the case. The other thing I want to talk about is Jeff Jackson making moves already. The Oilers have named Noah Segal. Is he related to Steven Seagal? I really hope so. If the Oilers' new video coach, Noah Seagal, is related to Steven Seagal, we are never going to lose a challenge ever, man. Noah Seagal named the new video coach while Mike Finelli has been named Coaching Analytics Coordinator. The Oilers getting a little bit more into analytics. What? A lot of you have been waiting for it. A lot of you have been asking for it. A lot of people have been waiting and hoping and wishing that the Oilers would modernize themselves and build some kind of analytics department over and above the one poor dude, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, that has been doing analytics work for them. And it seems like, it seems like, Jeff Jackson agrees. Let's go, baby. We'll see what happens. Obviously, these are the kind of moves where it's going to take quite some time to figure out if they're the right move or the wrong move. But what I will say is that Jeff Jackson, he's come into town and he's promised that he wants to make the Oilers the best in class. And whether or not he can do that as quickly as he'd like to is one thing, but I'm buying what he's selling. Again, we won't know for years whether or not Jeff Jackson hiring was the smart one or the best one, but right now, today, in this moment, he's already making changes that have me believing in him, and that is very, very exciting to me. It's like one of those things where normally you would have some kind of, you know, Oilers management or brass move, and you go, meh, whatever. You find out that Paul Coffey is a consultant to the moon and the stars, and you go, whatever, man, okay. But this one, it seems like there's actually things happening. That's very, very exciting. Speaking of exciting, Sports 1440 launched yesterday. And I was able to listen to sports radio in my car. Did I ever tell you that my car can't go up hills? I bought a car once upon a time when I was a young man and I can't drive up hills. Good thing I live in Coquitlam and there's not too many of them. (laughs) Quads, you need to relax. Nobody asked you. But the good news is, like I said, Sports 1440 is on the air. As I am recording right now, I am looking at the Oilers Nation YouTube page and there is Jason Greger's face. I can see him. Go to YouTube, just in the search bar, go Oilers Nation. That's what's going to happen is our page is going to come up. You're going to see the Oilers Nation logo there. Go subscribe to that page. Go subscribe to the page. Follow along. You can watch Gregor live right now. Right now. Well, I'm going to mute this. I'm going to mute that. What is he talking about, I wonder? I'm just looking at him. I can't tell. I can't tell. But 
I see him moving around. I see people walking behind him in the mall. It's very, very exciting. I've got Mark Spector on right now. Let's let's see if we can listen. I don't see a trade, but again, they're not an LTIR anymore. This is a different team now. Ken Holland can do things at the deadline. I know he's capped out. I get all that. But he can do things at the deadline that he couldn't do when this club was an LTIR. That is happening live on the radio right now as I'm recording. I can look at Jason Greger. I can look at Mark Spector. And you can listen to Sports 1440 on your AM dial. And that's going to come right into your head. Pretty cool. I landed at the Edmonton International Airport. Take that, Winnipeg. Yesterday in the afternoon. Popped into my car, the beautiful Alfa Romeo. Flipped it over to Sports 1440. There was Greger. There was Gregor. Now I can stop calling him every day at 2 p.m. and making him tell stories on the phone to me for the next four hours. He was even doing ad breaks. He'd be like, this portion of the phone call with Bag Milk is brought to you by Nation Gear. I just made up an example. I don't know who his sponsors are. Anyway, it's very, very exciting to be even a small part of it. A very, very small part of bringing sports radio back to Edmonton. It's just super, super cool to me. It really, really is. And uh, a lot of people have been excited about it. Is there hiccups? Sure, we're gonna we're gonna have some we're gonna have some issues. We're gonna have some, uh, you know, we're gonna be grinding. We're gonna be grinding out here. But we are very very pleased to be a small part, like I said, of bringing sports radio back to Edmonton. A lot of people missed it during the day. It is super super cool. Changing gears entirely. Also within the Nation Network, though, dropping the gloves. That is the John Scott podcast that is brought to you by HockeyFights.com. Had Nail Yakupov on the podcast. Somewhere Wanya was like, "Oh my God, Yakupov, Yakupov, Yakupov." It was interesting to hear him talk about his time in Edmonton because we knew it wasn't the greatest experience for Yak, especially when Dallas Akins was here, but. There's some of the quotes, and I'll, I'll I'll read some to you, and I'll play some others for you. That just his time here wasn't the best. His time here was not the best. And when asked about how excited he was to get to Edmonton in the first place, here's what he had to say. So, because my English wasn't that good, I didn't really talk to uh, players in the locker room. Uh, I was shy. I think I had English, but I was shy to to talk and hang out with with the guys because uh, when I entered the locker room it was Sean Harkov, Alex Hamsky, Sam Gagne, and uh, Nuge and Hall and Ebbs, and I was just I was still got a lot of respect for those guys because a couple months ago I was watching those players in, in NHL on the TV, mm-hmm. and now I'm with them, you know. So I had to go through this way first that to uh, to stick to that players and be as a part, not like behind them and be with them. And it was hard to, uh, for me to get closer to him. You know what I'm saying? So I was kind of, I was, I was shy. I was shy all the time. If you remember Yak's first, when he first got here, we learned about him praying in the stands and, you know, of, of his background, he didn't drink. So maybe he wasn't going out on the town to party with his teammates. And to hear him say that, you know, makes it tough. Um, we all know Yakupov had a strong rookie season of 17 goals, 31 points, 48 games. That was during the lockout shortened season. But the very next year, if you remember his first with Dallas Akins, he really, really struggled. And I quote, I don't want to blame the coaches and the GM. I don't want to say that, but I have a couple of coaches that I didn't like, to be honest. I think the big bomb in the second year, I think the second or third game, I got healthy scratched against Toronto. I remember that. 
Dallas Aiken scratched a former first overall pick two games into the season, swinging a big dick, I suppose. I didn't really understand why, but neither did Yak, I guess. And I continue. So we played at home against Winnipeg. I remember that moment. In our zone face-off, I was taking a bad lane against Truba. They scored a goal, and after that, I got benched. We went to Toronto, and I got healthy scratched. For Nail Yakupov, this was also like... For a guy just making into the league, and this is his second season, and so early in the second season with a new coach, had to, it felt like a punch to the gut, and he continued. I felt like someone just took something inside Nail and just like threw it somewhere. I felt so empty, man. It was unbelievable. That was the moment you should try not to let those things down, but I was down. It was so bad after that I couldn't breathe. I was shocked that I lost everything. I lost my energy. I lost my momentum. I got nervous. I lost all control, basically. After that, Nail Yakupov described asking for a trade, um, but nothing materialized. Yak also touched on his relationship with Aikens and what his experience was like with the former Oilers head coach. My relationship with Dallas Aikens was over after that. Not because of me. He just didn't like me. I don't know. He told me that. Defense, defense, defense. I don't want to be wrong. He was screaming at me. He was asking, why do you do this? Why are you not doing this? But he wasn't teaching me anything. I never learned how to play. He basically never teached me. The guy was just weird. I don't know. It wasn't all bad, though. He did have some love for Darcy Hordachuk, who was the tough guy at that time. Uh, he was one of the guys that Yakupov uh, apparently became closest with. And I quote, Darcy Hordachuk, he's a beauty, that guy. That guy gave me life, man. He picked me up every day from the Sutton place. I was driving with him, and that's how I started talking a little bit, and I didn't feel so shy. I got really involved with Darcy. He's such a beauty, man. He helped me a lot. Like, he drove me everywhere. He was buying me food. He went shopping with me. He was buying me some shoes. He was kind of my daddy. Isn't that weird? It's, and it goes on and on. Actually, Waz recapped the whole interview over at OilersNation.com or just go listen to Dropping the Gloves. It was a good episode, but it made me sad. Here you had this kid who was a first overall pick. He was from Russia. He was obviously, the language was not his first and it just felt sad. Now, obviously he had to own a bunch of that, right? The player is the one on the ice. The player is the one doing everything, but it is interesting going back in time and hearing those words and us thinking at the time, like, how are you scratching this kid already? He had 17 goals last year. Everything was kind of coming together. You're scratching him already. And to hear how that just like shattered his confidence again, the player has to take ownership on some of that. And it sounds like Yak did, but for the most part, fuck, that was tough. That was a tough, tough one to listen to, at least for me, because I loved Yakupov. I was super pumped when he got drafted and it just felt like the Oilers abandoned him and he abandoned himself. And once that happened, the snowball just took over and he couldn't stop it from rolling down the hill. Now I'm not blaming the Oilers entirely, but certainly there's a portion of it. Don't you think? Either way, go check out dropping the gloves with John Scott. That is part of the nation network brand or Nation Network stable of podcasts, if you will. Moving back to current Oilers news, Devin Shore just signed a one-year contract with the Seattle Kraken since last week, while Zach Cassian, former friend, signed a PTO in Anaheim. The thing that is most interesting to me is how the Seattle Kraken just keep collecting Oilers. They've got Adam Larson. They've got Jordan Eberle. They've got Justin Schultz. They've got Devin Shore. I feel like I'm missing somebody. But either way, it's just kind of like 
what's going on? They they want I, I feel like do they want us cheering for them? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. But it's starting to bother me. Oh, and Keller Yamamoto. How could I forget him? Pfft, slipped my mind. So again, Larson, Eberle, Schultz, Yamamoto, Devin Shore. Five Oilers. That's a little over 20% of my math is correct. My doing Uramchuk math. A little over 20% of the Seattle Kraken's roster for this year is going to be former Edmonton Oilers. Now, normally I cheer for former Oilers to have success when they leave, but it's going to be tough to do when a bunch of them are playing for a team that would love nothing more than to lock, knock the Oilers off the top of the mountain or at least try to get to the top of the mountain. You're standing my way, motherfuckers. We used to be friends. Now we're not. Is that bad? I don't think so. As for Zach Cassian, I got to say, I was stunned to see that he signed a PTO with the worst team in hockey, essentially the Anaheim Ducks. They were terrible last year. But then I guess I just, I didn't pay attention to Cassian's year after he left here, I suppose. Cause when I checked and I saw that he only had two goals for two points in 51 games, with the Arizona Coyotes like, okay, now I understand why you probably got a PTO. Now I understand why the Anaheim Ducks are like, yeah, you can come into town and maybe earn a contract, but you got to fucking show us you can play, man, because two goals in 51 games for two points with the Arizona Coyotes is no bueno, my dude. No bueno indeed. So I'll cheer for Devin Shore. I'll cheer for Zach Cassian to get a job, but it is weird to look at some of our former friends and just kind of see how far they've fallen or where they ended up and why are they all in Seattle? I mean, I get it. We're going to be in Seattle. By the way, the nation vacation to Seattle is sold out. Apart from a few spots left, I'm seeing if you just need the ticket package. So go to nationgear.ca and check that out. But if you stay in Seattle and you say we're converting from an Oilers Nation fan into a Seattle Kraken Nation fan, then fuck you, sir or ma'am. The other thing I want to talk about, speaking of former friends, is Yes Pugliarvi on Weather's Nation Radio last week. We were talking about Yes and just how it's interesting he hasn't even got a PTO. And I know he got the double hip surgery, but so did Sam Gagne. He got a PTO. Admittedly, though, that was earlier than Pugliarvi's. So it just, it's kind of, it bummed me out a little bit because I just, I believe, I want to believe in Yes is so bad. I want to believe that he's going to be able to make this work. I want to believe, I want to believe, I want to believe it. I just, I don't know if it's going to happen. So on Saturday on Twitter or X, I just, I posted a poll on my Twitter account and it's not like it's the most scientific thing, but I said, where will Yes Apuliarvi play? Or will Yesapuliarvi play in the NHL next year? That was my question. I gave you three answers. Four answers, I guess. Yes, no, maybe, show me the results. Now, no was the overwhelming, overwhelming winner of my uh, very, very scientific poll here. 66.3% of the votes. Maybe was number two at 16.7. Yes, 11.8% of you think that Yesapuliarvi will be in the NHL next year. I just don't know that he will. I hope he does. I want to cheer for him. The smile, there's the story, there's the lovable character that he is. He feels like he's everybody's favorite puppy dog, but can he make it work in the NHL? Like, I mean, after he moved on from Edmonton, he played 17 games with the Carolina Hurricanes uh, in the regular season, plus an additional seven in the playoffs, and he didn't get a single goal. He got two assists in the regular season over 17 games and one assist in seven playoff games bringing his total for the regular season to 16 points. That's five goals and 11 assists in 65, 75 games. So it was a battle for him. 
last year. It was a major battle for Yes Pugliarvi, and I'm very, very intrigued to see where he goes, where he ends up. And ah, I don't know. Elle says when she replied to the poll, she goes, JP's going to be playing in Europe for the remainder of his active playing years and will be happier than he ever was playing in North America. I kind of think that's the case. Bickwell just says, who cares? I mean, I was asking a question. You didn't have to respond if you didn't want, so I just filed him into right now, you know? Currently cruising my Twitter, I am seeing uh, Connor McDavid. He is at Commonwealth Stadium right now. I don't know why he is doing an availability at Commonwealth Stadium, but that's what Tony Brar's Twitter account is telling me. Anyway, I just love seeing him back in the city. I love seeing that he is here. I love knowing that the boys are here. Yeah! Last thing I want to wrap up the news with, I think, and this is going to be exciting to only me and Zach Lang, I feel like, I feel like there's a new Blink-182 song that's going to be getting dropped this week because the band is teasing things on their website, and I'm very, very excited. This will be my brain as soon as I see it loaded into my Apple Music. You know? I'm sorry for ruining your ears there, but I get excited, and that's where we're going to wrap up the news. The news brought to you by SYC Brewing. Go check them out, SYCBrewing.com. This is David Bowie from the grave. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. And you should tell your friends to listen anywhere. <laughs> and what the hell am I doing? <laughs> listen to Better Late Than Never. You idiots. Tell your friends. Do it now. Very now. It keeps going. <laughs> It's just like, when does this end? Uh, anyway, for our friends at Betway, provided that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly, let's talk about a little betting. I, again, I, like I said, I got very much delayed here doing today's podcast. I got caught on some phone calls, but I was doing my prep this morning and I'm like, oh, I got to do a bet for the betting segment. Oh, I'll bet on the Jays. I've talked about learning how to bet on baseball all season long and I'm trying to figure it out. So I see today that the Jays were playing the Oakland Athletics. I know that the A's are shit, and I know that the uh, that the Jays had a chance to sweep the series. So what did I do? I bet on the Jays' run line. So essentially, if you don't know what that is, they had to win it by two plus at even money. And what happened? They got stomped. Not stomped. Five two, but they lost five two. And you know what happened? I'm glad I bet responsibly because that is some of my shekels right out the window, right out the window. Anyway, I was unhappy about it. I was unhappy about it, you know? Some of the other odds that we can talk about is I wrote future odds at Oilers Nation on Friday, and that one is for the Rocket Richard Trophy. And now, if you're interested in putting a couple of shekels down, let me tell you that our friend Connor McDavid is currently plus 250 to win that award again. Leon Dreisaitl, plus 800 to win it. Again, both of those guys have now won or no, Leon didn't win it that year. That's right. He only won the Art Ross. Fucking was one goal behind. 
Alex Ovechkin now that I'm remembering. This year, though, I almost kind of feel like doing a little sprinkle on Leon Dreisaitl at plus 800 because I imagine that now that he's got one under his belt, Connor's just going to be looking for him all the time. Pass, 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 pass. And Leon's going to go cash, 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 cash. If you want the other top five, so it's Connor McDavid plus 250. He's the favorite to win. Austin Matthews is next up, plus 650. David Pasternak from the Bruins at plus 750. Leon at plus 800. And Jack Hughes from the Devils rounding up the top top five at plus 1200 again if you were looking to do some betting make sure that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly thanks to our friends at betway it is now time for the righteous act beating you want to see a man boy i'll show you a man kick me in the jimmy for trilogy old field rentals it is time for the righteous sack beating of course trilogy is an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oil field disciplines specializing in rentals pipe recovery abandonments and completions currently they maintain full-time operating units in provost weyburn and kindersley you want to know what kind of tools they have well i'm glad you asked they've got Rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, mills and bits, completion tools, any tools you need for any job. TrilogyRentals.ca The Righteous Act beating goes to my... I'm not going to say the airline. I'm not going to. But my trip to Kelowna did not start off well. Why? Because I was leaving. So picture this, will you? Thursday night, I get myself all packed. I'm ready to go because first thing Friday morning, I have to jump in my car and drop off my dog Frank at my dad's house. My dad's place is north of the city. So I had to drive the complete wrong direction before immediately coming back and going to the airport and flying to Kelowna. In the middle of the night on Thursday night at 3.57 specifically, I get an email from this airline that will not be named, saying that my flight has been canceled. Now, I was supposed to leave Edmonton for Kelowna at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. I was going to arrive in Kelowna at about 1 p.m., 1.15 p.m. Remember, it's an hour and 15 flight. We go back on time zone. Makes sense. They canceled my flight in the middle of the night while I was sleeping. So when I woke up, I'm thinking about, okay, I got to get dressed. I got to get Frank to my dad's house. I look down at my phone, and there's my fucking flight is canceled. They're like... You're probably thinking, but bag milk, certainly they put you on a different flight. Yes, they did. The flight they put me on, instead of leaving at 1 o'clock, it now left at 6 p.m. Five, Sorry, 5.39 p.m. was the scheduled departure time for that new flight. Not a direct flight to Kelowna like I originally booked, but down to Calgary where I would have had a four and a half hour layover in calgary before eventually getting to Kelowna at 12 30 a.m pacific time how how is this where we're at and you want to know what the the thing that bothered me was i understand things happen i understand that there's weather there's all kinds of circumstances that can you know that can have a flight get canceled or postponed or whatever but all they put for a reason was unforeseen circumstances what the fuck does that mean If you're going to cancel my flight, give me some kind of context. Give me some kind of flavor. Give me something that I can work with. Fortunately, one of the other airlines in Canada had a flight to Kelowna at 12.30 Mountain Time. I was going to get there into Kelowna around, you know, 12.30, roughly around the same time, given the time exchange. Thankfully, I was able to book a flight on that one and go see my mom when I was supposed to. Again, 
this was a trip that she had made plans for. So there was, from the minute I landed, essentially, there was activities that she had already scheduled for me to do. So for me to miss all of that, essentially miss a whole day of my trip was just something I couldn't do. So then what I had to do is I had to shell out for the last minute flight, which was inflated cost over what I originally paid. And now today, currently Wednesday, September 6th, I am still in an email chain arguing back and forth with WestJet about the flight I canceled through i just said the fucking name of the airline didn't i (laughs) i canceled my WestJet flight whatever who cares they suck i'm still arguing with them now about getting credited back for the flight i canceled through the cancellation option they gave me in their own app it said we understand that this is annoying that you had a flight change do you want to cancel go through here we will provide you the opportunity to get a refund it'll be gone to your card blah 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 now i'm arguing that i didn't cancel it early enough i guess if i had only woken up at four in the morning to cancel the terrible flight they stuck me on then maybe i wouldn't have this issue but since it was less than 24 hours before my departure they don't know what they're gonna do i don't get airlines man this is just an Again, this like this happens in the same weekend, so it's annoying. I was able to get there. Thankfully, there was another airline that got me. Shout out to Flair. If I'm just saying names, I'm going to say shout out to Flair for getting me there on time when I was supposed to. But that last-minute flight was more expensive than the WestJet flight. And all WestJet went was, whoopsie-daisies, here's $15 of food vouchers. I should add that there was two of us on the flight. There was me and me missus, and they gave us $15 of food vouchers, so... I don't know what's going on with airlines right now. Yeah, I'm sure you've all seen the Air Canada story about they wanted that woman to sit on a puke-covered seat, and when she refused, they kicked her off the plane. What is going on right now? What is going on? I don't have an answer, but what I do have is an annoyed, a very big annoyance that I'm dealing with because they can't handle their shit, and I guess that's the righteous sack beating. Whatever. I got there. And I made it work, and I'm glad that I was able to find another flight that got me there on time. But this whole annoyance of canceling my flight in the middle of the night, garbage. Not giving me a reason why, garbage. Come on, figure it out, airline industry. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to snuggle. The voicemail is brought to you by Alpha Romeo of Edmonton. Go check them out at alpharomeoedmonton.ca and go check out the Tenali. The Tenali has landed starting at 47190. It is the new hotness, and I need you in that whip. I need you buzzing around the city looking fly, looking fresh. Alpha Romeo Edmonton.ca. Book a test drive, people. Go buy an Alpha Romeo right now. Thank you, Ben. Alpha Romeo voicemail kicking off. We've got a lot to get to today, so you better be making points here, people, because I'm going to cut you off. I've got shit. I've got this is arguably the biggest plate of voicemails I've had in quite some time. So we're going to start off with Jordan. What do you got to say? Hey, Bag Milk. Hey, buddy. First time caller, long time listener. Welcome. Just wanted to call in in regards to this mystery about Zol, the Will of Thousands. Mm, please. I don't have much to offer. But the only clue I can tell you is that that name is from a video game 
called Destiny. I don't know if this helps, but it's the only clue I've heard from anybody so far. So I'm seeing Zol is looked like I'm just Googling it now. Zol, the will of thousands. Zol, the will of thousands was one of the five worm gods, ancient beings second only to the darkness itself in the hierarchy of hive pantheon. <laughs> I, I understand what all of those words mean, except the way they're put together. You might as well be speaking Mandarin to me. So Jordan, we've got a new clue. This is from Destiny. Zol, the Will of Thousands. So we've got a gamer here. The Rookie is up next. Hey, Bag Milk. It's The Rookie. What's up? First time I've called in for you. I just got to say, I'm listening to your rants on the paper straws, Please. the Slurpees. I'm there with you. It bugs me so much that the lids are plastic. Oh, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. The lids are plastic. The lids are fucking plastic. And yet my straw cannot be. I have to have this shitty paper straw that, again, if you miss it, I have to fold in half and shovel into my mouth the rest of my Slurpee. It is garbage. Back to you, the rookie. Single-use item, man. Why are you allowed plastic lids but not the straws? So here's an idea. How about a nice little 50-50 venture here? All the cups at McDonald's and all the fast food places, they're paper, but they're wax-coated. Why can't we do that with the straws? Wouldn't that stop it from dissolving within the first five minutes and causing the Slurpee to just form a giant ice chunk inside the straw? 100% have to do something. Thanks, man. The rookie making sense here. Again, if you missed the rant last week, it was the Righteous Act. By the way, it took off on Instagram. It was very funny to me. A lot of people have problems with paper straws, as it turns out. We need to, I'm, I'm a subscriber. I'm in. I am in on paper straws. I am in on trying to save the turtles, even though I have yet to see any evidence of turtles being choked out by straws outside of that one video. Anyway, I'm I'm there. We just need to advance the technology, man. We need to we need to we need to innovate. You know? Fuck. Fuck. I hate paper straws. I hate them. Maybe you should just stop drinking Slurpees. Have you ever considered that? You shut your damn mouth. Satan, what do you know? Bryce, what do you guys say? Hey, Bag Milk. Uh, just wanted to apologize to Ben because uh, mm. kind of goes to show you can't really make certain comments like that, even if they're kind of in a joking fashion. If you missed it last week... Um... So essentially, the BLTN presidential election that we've... I mean, what's happening with that anyway? <laughs> I, I just can't get the... I can't get my schedule to work with the boys' schedule. We will get this... We will talk to them both. I promise you that. We are going to figure it out. But say so it just came up, oh, Ben can't be the president of BLTN because he doesn't have enough life experience. And then last week, if you missed it, Ben shared a very personal story where he had a kidney transplant, two of them, in fact. He had to go on dialysis. He had to have all kinds of just, he fucking battled is the point of the story. So here's Bryce acknowledging the wrongs I think a lot of us made. About the life experience because he clearly has gone through way more than many adults have. Mm -hmm. um, so bad, man. I'm sorry for what I said. I did not intend to trigger anything. Um, I hope you know that you're an absolute beast. You're a champ. 
Um, everyone here is rooting for you. And, uh, yeah, like I, I can imagine having to go through that, especially having kids myself to be, have parents just watch their kid to have to go through that. that. That would be very tough, but clearly you're pushing through and you're fighting. So keep it up, buddy. There you go. Bryce checking in with Ben. I appreciate that. Bryce takes a man to admit when you're wrong. I too was wrong about Ben not having life experience. That kid, he's a battler. Back to the rookie. While I'm at it, I just stopped at McDonald's and fuck wooden spoons. It is like <laughs> licking sandpaper. Give me anything. Again, give me a wax covered spoon. A lot better than wiping my ass with a pine cone. Mm hmm. Uh, wood spoons. You know what wood spoons remind me of? They remind me of uh, like dilly bars. I used to eat a lot of dilly bars when I was a kid. You know, you get to the middle of it, the wood thing in there. Or those little, um, I would get them in elementary school. I don't even know what they are. The little cups of ice cream that had the little wood spoon pop off. This reminds me of. Anyway, anonymous caller, what say you? I did a scene um, with medical staples where uh, the medical staple gun is used for suturing wounds. And I had... Um, a... What the fuck is happening here? Is this a person that sounds like it's from a show? Series of medical staples done over thread. Pay attention to the thread because it's important. In a cross-hatching pattern and it went all the way down to my pussy. So the point was when you got all the 30 staples in and it went down to my pussy, you could pull the thread. What is happening? would actually open up. And... Um, you are fucking like I look up and the ceiling is just honey, and the whole room's going. Wah, 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 wah. What is happening? What was that? Do I cut that? Do I leave it in? I guess I'll leave it in. I don't even know what it is. We've got shenanigans here happening in the voicemail. Zol, the will of thousands. I feel like whoever this is, and we will get to this mystery. If it, you know what. If anything, I could just pull the IP from the messaging service I use. Yes, I can do that. <laughs> I can narrow it down a little bit more, but we'll see. I'll have some fun with it instead. Um, next anonymous message. What What's this garbage going to be? Because you're listening to Best Late Never. At least we got the donkey. The donkey, I know who the donkey is. We've got some weird clip about vagina staples. Maybe. Start again. Nope. Some of you may have a dog. Mm, interesting. What you really needed is battle the never uh -huh. dog oil. What you need to do is stroke the oil into a dog. Mm. This is the worst. I'm going to go here. Right. Here we go. <laughs> Your listener. <laughs> Uh, Donkey Volley had one idea. Maybe he had several ideas and he was trying to smash them together. You know, it's like that song by Billy Joel scenes from an Italian red, uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant where he said he had three or four song ideas. And instead of making them into individual songs, he just smashed them all together. And scenes from an Italian restaurant is what popped out. That's what I can imagine. Donkey Volley's trying to do here. A lot of ideas, but the execution is not so great today. My friend. To better late than that. <laughs> what you need is dog oil. Hmm. New dog oil. Rub it into a dog. And if you don't have a dog, rub it into yourself. 
Ja. Mhm. Dogoil. <lacht> Dogoil. Frank, where are you? Good. Oh, he's sleeping right beside me. You want some dog oil, buddy? I can rub it into you. Whatever he said, I have no idea. Anonymous a message next. You're up. Good afternoon. The donkey again. The don now, let's see if the donkey can rebound. That last one was Godfather 3. Let's see if he can rebound. Okay. Yes, a phone call would be good and a presidential election thing. Because it's the best month. The best month month ever in September yeah in September um, that's a great song by the way bit of disco funk so um, yeah I might have weeded out a few people who doesn't like a bit of disco funk and if you don't you're not good enough to listen to better late than never well there you go the donkey bouncing back. I respect that one. We are going to, oh my God, I see Owen. Do you guys remember what happened with Owen? We ended off last week's podcast with Owen saying he got broken up with by his, fuck, I want to skip all these messages and go right to Owen. Should I do that? Ah, that's not fair. Let's go to this one. Young Ben, get on your bike and deliver papers. Edmonton needs papers. Stick in your box, kid. Stick in your box. Aww. Well, I mean, you know, it's a work in progress. You. I see. We've got Zol, the will of thousands, is chiming in. Let me out. I am tired of this. He's trying to take over the voicemail, pretending like he's the most important person here. Everybody knows that I'm the most important deep voice guy on this podcast. What do you offer to this voicemail that is superior to me and what I can do? I am Zol, the will of thousands. What do you provide that is superior to me? Other than the fact that you are from the land down under and that you pick fights with a new donkey and its pile. I am a young god and I will not lower my level down to yours. Do you... What? I don't even know what the fuck you just said. None of that made any sense. In fact, the nice thing about Zol the Will of Thousands is that the messages are getting shittier and shittier as we go along here. Yeah, I mean, that one wasn't a great one. Not great? That was awful. Who knows what he was even talking about? Come on, man. Have something to say if you're going to be Will the, Zol the Will of Thousands. That was mediocre, buddy. You could do better. I didn't think it was so bad. Ah, shut up, Quads. Anyway, there you have it. There you have it. Next up. Uh, anonymous caller, what say you? Good old boy. This is a good old boy from Texas. This is good old Roscoe P. Coltrane. Etc. Yes. So, Young Dukes has now gone to the start of wondering what my farts smell like. This is a low point. In the presidential election. I feel sorry for him. He's gone to such low points. 
Oh. By the way, they do smell. But it, it depends if I've had a bit. <laughs> like I was just like, <laughs> what happened there? You're buffering. A bit of chili oil. Chili oil normally does it for me. Um, I don't want to talk about um, such ablutions. But uh, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have to do smell very good with a, a very good pasta and uh, some chili oil. Chili oil does it. Well, if you don't know, you don't know. Uh, two hours till the solar match. There might be a sports report later. <laughs> oh, God. Crap. We are crap. <laughs> Let's go, the red and white wizards. How is Sunland, <laughs> you beautiful red and white wizards? That one's better. Now we're back on track, buddy. Now we're talking. Doggy Valley, you just sometimes he takes a minute to warm up, you know? I also think it could be Nick. Nick is just. We're both listening. That to the best of it And so are you. Bags. Bags. Settle down. You're in the background. Relax. Relax, baby. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's me. That's Satan. I was like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> ah, shit. Anonymous caller, what say you? Part two, which reminds me of Captain Feldman. Um, I was in the middle of Glastonbury. Um, <laughs> yeah, we saw him, John. Are you ready? Are you ready for love, etc.? Yeah, yeah. Queens of the Stone Age were on the next stage, and I was like, mm, Do I go and see uh, Elton John or do I see Quota? Yeah, Elton John absolutely ruled it. But, ah, sorry, there was a chap um, with a uh, captain's hat on, um, who was about six foot three, which is an inch taller than me. Twat. Um, yeah. Um, and then uh, just said hello after, and then he offered me some drugs, which was weird. I don't endorse uh, any sort of thing that happened. Um, no, it was all cool. Uh, I don't want to get old, but no, it was fine. Uh, yes. But that was Glastonbury. I got absolutely off me tonk after Elton John on the Sunday, which is weird. Why am I saying this? What am I doing? What are any of us doing? That is an existential question. Doggy Volley was busy. Doggy Volley was busy. I've got a flurry of emails coming in, so I'm completely distracted. <laughs> <sighs> what are you gonna do you know what are you gonna do sometimes things happen you know sometimes things happen let's go to i've got one more voicemail i'm just gonna grind through it until because i i'm just i'm looking at owen i've got four parts here from owen and i want to know what happened with the dream girl Ari. I felt provide with you the same question. Let's hope this message is at least a little bit more entertaining. Now he's just taking shots at listeners. Or is this Ari pretending to be Zol the Will of Thousands? I mean, it really could be anybody. Could be anybody. Again, I could pull IPs and compare them to past voicemails. That could be the ultimate 
form of investigative journalism that I could do on my end. I don't want to do that because it kind of eliminates the fun. But could I? I could. Let's see if this one gets better. I provided you. What can you do that is superior to me? A god. I am sold the will of thousands. And you shall not challenge me. Is there any chance you have a snoring sound effect button? Or do you want me to just go... Come on, Zol, pick up your game. Well, don't listen to Satan, Zol. You're trying, and I appreciate the effort. You are causing mayhem. I will say that. Now, let's get to some more important shit here. Owen has left a four-part... I haven't listened to these, by the way. Owen has left four parts here on how we can... He he gave us an update on what happened. In case you missed it, early in the voicemail from last week's podcast, Owen was talking about how he met the girl of his dreams, and he asked me for advice, and he's like, what can I do? And I tried to give him some mediocre advice. Uh, It wasn't great, admittedly so. I can admit that. I'm, 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 I'm good enough to admit my advice was passable, but not spectacular. The very last voicemail of the day, Owen said something happened and it got fucked up. And now we're going to get an update after waiting for seven days. Owen, let's work through this together, buddy. Hey, bag milk. Um, it's Owen again. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll tell more of the story here. I don't know. This will probably take me a couple parts. I don't know how long it'll be. But, um, yeah, I was thinking about what you said, and I was about to go and text her or call her, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably... Okay, so that was a good thing that I did do. So something happened, and he was, you know, something happened. And we're going to get to that. At least I hope so. And then Owen, uh, one thing I said is, Owen, don't write a letter. Don't go texting. Like, no. Absence makes the heart grow fonder and in a, in a state of emotional distress, when you're upset, you're going to say something you don't mean and it's not going to come off the way you think it will. So that was my advice. Owen, back to you. Not a good idea. So instead I'm going to come talk to the podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so basically a little backstory on how I met her, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I met her at country thunder. Like I kind of yep. mentioned, um, love a girl that's into music. So we got a good start there. So I understand it already. And Country Thunder, she was probably, I don't know. You know, babes like to dress up for those things. I get it. Which is the Country Music Festival. I went into that not looking to meet someone, you know. Um, I actually had a bet with my friend. And he bet me that I couldn't kiss more than three girls, different girls over the weekend. Um, I didn't end up doing that because I met this girl. Um not gonna say her real name because yeah um i met her on the friday because it's a week-long weekend festival and i looked at her and i'm like holy shit like this is it was like i was smitten at first sight um shit i'm already almost out of time um fuck okay so there's part one of four right Part one of four coming in. 
And uh, let's go to part two. What do you got, Owen? Okay. Um, this is part two. Well, I'll try and keep it short, I guess. Um, yeah, so we met at the Country Music Festival. It was honestly the best weekend of my life. Well, that's a good start. Um, yeah, we we danced and we danced out there on that empty hardwood floor. Oh, you love country too? I love country. Quads, not today. We're talking Owen. And just held each other. It was freaking amazing. And then after the the festival, we were we were talking for a while, and we we met up for a couple dates. And that brings me to Mon. And it, I thought it was going well. That brings me to last Monday night. So I guess. It'll be two Mondays ago by the time the podcast is out and you're listening to this. Um, we went out and it was great. Um, we kind of just drove around, got McDonald's, sat, talked. Um, and it was actually like really good. And she was talking about it. And we were talking about what it's going to be like to meet each other's families and how her dad is a bit overprotective and how her brother is really going to like me because she has four other sisters and he has no other guys around and um and then i got a text from her the next morning which i will go over in the next part all right well so we've got uh we've got some 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 parentals intervening in here we've got uh maybe a hot start maybe the fire burned a little bright off the jump let's go part three owen Okay, um, where was I? Oh, yeah, so we were talking about what it's going to be like to meet our parents and shit. Um, Here's one thing I would say. You don't have to meet their parents right away. You know, I think that establishing a baseline of what a relationship between two people, that's a better start. Talking about what meeting the parents is like, because I just feel like you don't want to give all your dirty laundry too quickly. You don't want to be like the guy who's like, I'll meet your dad right now. Let's get married. And I'm not saying that's what you did, Owen. I'm just saying in general. So, like, I I don't avoid meeting people's parents, but, like, I want to make sure that if I'm going to meet your parents, I'm in more of an established thing, I guess. So this just sounds fast to me, I guess, is my point here. And then I got that text the next morning. And I could, to be honest, I could read the text, but there's no point. She, the gist of it, it was like, you know, she's like, hey, you know, I've been thinking, which whenever someone says that, it's never good. Um... And she's like, well, you know, we clicked really well and I really like you and all that, but we just live so far apart and, and I don't want to hurt you when I leave in January is what she told me. Mm -hmm. Now, a little bit of backstory here. We, we live like half an hour apart. I live in the South part of Calgary and she's from a small town, like literally half an hour so if it's not a big deal i i would have literally driven that every single day if i had to and paid for the gas i don't i don't care i didn't care um and so she says that and in january she's leaving to go to school or whatever in bc um i don't know i i don't i don't think i really i know i said like i fucked up but I don't really know if I actually fucked up. Like, I don't know if I did anything wrong. Mm. Um, I guess I'm going to have to go to a uh, another part. I think a fourth part. 
Yeah, this should be the last part. Um, <laughs> part four. Uh, yeah, so I don't think I fucked up. I can't think of anything I did that would have really fucked it up. And, like, I thought it was honestly, like, really good. And she... The reasons she gave me that were, were kind of bullshit. So I, I don't, I don't really know what's if it was really because she was worried about her leaving in January. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but that's kind of a stupid way to live. Like, well, hmm. she's worried about what's going on in January. Yeah, the thing is, you wouldn't want to start something with someone knowing you're going to leave in January. So in that, I, I actually appreciate her, how forthcoming she's been with you. Um, probably wouldn't have gotten started myself or just been up front. Like, Hey, we can have fun for a few months, but I got to go. Like I've got life coming. That's three months away. Like who gives a shit? It's three months away. You'll figure, we'll figure it out when we get there. Um, yeah, my problem though, that it, it it fucking hurt because I kind of get a little bit too attached a little bit too quickly. Um, I didn't know her. I hadn't known her for that long, like like three weeks. Basically, we went on a bunch of dates and shit. And we were just about to get ready to meet her parents and each other's parents and stuff. And yeah, I fell too hard too soon. And but like I said to one of my friends, like if I had written down exactly what I wanted in someone before i met her it would have been like described her to like a t so yeah i don't know it just kind of sucks well and, um i'll leave it here if i think of something about throughout the week i might i'll, I'll send it in to another voicemail in. well here's what i think this is young love to me <clears throat> this is young love and sometimes it's difficult uh sometimes navigating it can be tricky but I'm glad that it wasn't like as heartbreaking as it maybe sounded like at the end of last week's podcast. You sounded devastated in that voicemail. So I feel like a couple of days you're rebounding. Don't get angry though. Don't get angry. Situation sucks. Dream girl. Felt like you had her. You lost her. Wasn't meant to be. It is better to have loved and lost as they say. But what I would say is you're a young dude. You're 18 years old. The world is your oyster, my friend. What I need you to do is up the game on some of the dating apps. I know you're on them. Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all of them. Match.com, plenty of fish. Just get out there and be you. You sound like a nice kid. You sound like a nice dude. Got that deep voice, let me tell you. Hey there, this is Owen. I'm single. I'm ready to mingle. Hey, if you're single and you want to date Owen, go find him. I'm not going to give you his contact info. But what I would say is this isn't as bad as I was thinking it was. So, Owen, I'm glad that's the most important thing. Number two, I wish it was worse. If I'm being honest, it would be way more entertaining to my audience. But most importantly for you personally, I think that that's a good thing that it wasn't too, too nuts. Whatever happened between you two. Uh, we're going to an anonymous voicemail from there. Dog milk and Satan. How amusing it is. To witness your attempt to ascertain my identity. I shall let you in on knowledge. I have given you the biggest of red herrings, and you have fallen for my tricks. 
you will need more brain power than this. Call upon all of the BLTN audience. You will have to do better than that. We really need to find this fucking guy. Now he's taking shots at Satan. Satan is the Dark Lord. I am the king of all darkness. I am the one that was born in the mud. I live down here. Whatever that speech was for Batman. You know the one. There you go. Zol's trolling now. I like this. Now we're starting to get interesting. He put up the red herring, he says, with the Rogers wrapped in red event. But that's also something that Nick would probably say. So, little diversion tactics here. We will see. Zol is making things interesting. Working through the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. We got a lot of voicemails today. Anonymous caller, what say you? Zol, the will of thousands. 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 <laughs> Zol, the will of thousands. <laughs> I like that one. That one's fun. I like that one. <laughs> that one's good. I like that. This one says was pigeon racing. Now, here's a couple of things. One, I'm expecting this to, well, it could go either way. It could be the real was that wants to talk about pigeon racing, or it could be somebody pretending to be was that wants to talk about was talking about pigeon racing because we all know was kills birds. We will see which actually happens when I press this button. Hey, Bag Milk Wasser. And recently, this past. It is actually was. <laughs> weekend i learned that <laughs> pigeon racing is a thing in edmonton and in alberta i imagine this is a thing all over the world but i honestly didn't think it was real until i saw a truck you know drive past me with a like the back of the truck was filled with pigeons of course this kid has the bird news for you he probably chased that pigeon truck all the way to its destination and ripped their heads off individually so i didn't know this is actually like a dedicated thing, pigeon racing. <laughs> Don't know if you can place bets. You probably can. I mean, you can place <laughs> bets on anything. There's, there's Northlands Racing Pigeons, Capital City Racing Pigeon Association. Hmm. What do you think about this? Racing pigeons. Should we get into it? Uh, yes, is the answer. We should get into it. How does it work? How do you train the pigeons to not get a fly away? I suppose carrier pigeons were once a thing, so you can train a pigeon, I suppose uh would i go to a track or watch on tv pigeons racing probably not there's pigeons in my neighborhood they fly around i suppose i could just make up races in my head i could just say hey that one's racing the other one so was no i do not like pigeon racing do i think you should get involved in it only if you can promise not to kill all the competitors okay you can't have a race without any pigeons good afternoon surveyor zol you are fooling everyone except everyone. Your voice changer is lackluster, and I am disappointed in your efforts. This is the Donker. Surveyor Brett, fingers pointing at you, my friend. What do you got to say about it? is Major Dukes too better late than never. Donkey is an ass, pun intended. <laughs> and he's failing in a most peculiar way. And Ben looks very different today. Um, we love you, Ben. Um, well, Donkey hates you, but, you know, the rest of us appreciate you. 
Um, fuck anyone who says you're boring, mate. I mean, I still want to fight you if, if it was age appropriate um, on principle, but, you know, you're a champion, mate. Don't let anyone else uh, tell you otherwise, especially that son of a bitch, Donker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not against you out of, you know, I, I respect the hell out of you, but, you know, you came up against me, so you're going you, you to catch these hands. <laughs> here's the here's why i love this community ben shares a very private story last week on the podcast now everybody's coming to pump him up because ben here's the thing that i hope you know and can that you realized is that it was all fun and play and games and nobody was you know it was just because you're young but then you come back and drop a hammer like that and everybody goes whoa fuck we gotta back up maybe this kid is legit um <sighs> Metaphorical hands, of course. Um, unless you do actually want to fight Charles' kids. Anyway, dude, um, keep up the good fight. Whether it's against Charles' kids or just, you know, figurative fight against whatever. But, man, you're awesome. And I've run out of time. There's Dukes doing a little defending of my boy, Ben, and I appreciate it because, Ben, you are good, good people. Working through the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemails, here is Detective Nick. Now, this should be interesting. Bag milk. I've been accused of being Zolda of thousands. Yes, you have. And as much as I wish I was Zolda of thousands, because that would be very funny, um, I'm not. I do not have the technological know-how to be are you not going to school to be a neurologist? Don't dumb yourself down, Nick. I'm not buying that. I will buy a lot of things, hook, line, and sinker, but that you are too dumb to figure out a voice changer on the internet, given what you're going to school for, I will not buy that. Both the will of thousands. I don't know how to do a voice changer. Do you honest to God think if I had the technological know-how to do a voice changer, I would be leaving voicemails with this voice? No, but I have two theories on who it is. Surveyor Brett or Meat Watcher. Hmm. We know both of them are jokesters. We know both of them like to... Meat Watcher being added to the suspect list by a suspect himself. This seems suspect. Fuck around. Tyler Piss intro. You know, there was the tie tie, why won't you kiss me? Hmm. We know both of them like to fuck around. We know both of them also have the technological know-how to do this. Mm-hmm. Meat Watcher makes songs. Surveyor Brett made the intro to this podcast. Both of them are technologically fluent enough to do this. Meat Watcher never leaves voicemails. So as far as we know, it could be him. Surveyor Brett comes on last week saying, oh, I haven't been listening to the podcast. Why would he do that unless to deflect suspicion? That's what alternate alternate Nick said. There's way too many Nicks I listen to this podcast, but all the Nicks are now pointing fingers at Surveyor Brett, which is interesting to me. So as much as I wish I was Zol, I'm not. But I'm in on you, Surveyor Brett and or Meat Watcher. One of you is Zol, and I will prove it. Detective Nick is on the case. He said he is going to prove that it is one of you two. Now, Meat Watcher I hadn't considered, but... Despite my suspicions in with Nick, Meat Watcher could be that guy because, as you know, this, this he knows he knows he knows how to put something together. He knows how to put a sound clip together. 
Me Watcher can't be the guy. There's no way. I collaborated with him on the cat food song. He seems like a stand-up gentleman. Well, let's not let our biases get in the way of the truth. I guess the uh, point here is that the uh, the investigation continues. Kyle the Embalmer, check it in. Hello, Bag Milk. Hello, it's sir. Kyle the Embalmer. Uh, I just wanted to jump in with a random thought, kind of. Um, after seeing Kennedy's post making fun of you uh, with the bagged <laughs> cereal aisle, yes, I started to debate with a few of myself and my friends. Hmm. About whether does milk go in cereal or does cereal go in milk? Which is in which? Easy. I've got the answer. I'll uh, I'll hang up and listen to your opinion. This is easy. Kyle, I'm glad you asked because I've got the answer for you. No question about it. Number one, milk goes in the cereal. There's two scenarios. There's only one scenario where the cereal goes in the milk, okay? So you put your cereal in the bowl, milk goes in the cereal. That is, that is the, that's the standard. Now, if you were pouring milk in the bowl before the cereal, you need, I mean, you need to check something. You need to check yourself. You need to check your, just the way you operate. There's something going on with you. Okay. The only scenario in which the cereal goes in the milk is if you have completed cereal bowl number one and you are still hungry. That is the only way that works. I will not take any further questions at this time. Kyle, that is the answer. Ari, you're up. Okay, I wanted to talk about something completely different right now. But sure. since Owen last week talked about his situation, I thought, why not? And this only happened today, so hmm. here goes. Glad you've come to me for advice, Ari. As you heard from the Owen situation, I give out mediocre advice, and it's all free, so you are in the right place. Long story short, my girl is very mad at me. She saw something on my phone, and she jumped to conclusions. Well, I need to know what she saw. I hope you're going to tell me with the, ra- the remaining 42 seconds of this message. I can only help you, Ari, if we're honest with each other. I thoroughly explained what it was. We had a big fight, and she's pissed. She's very, very mad. What is it? And as of right now, yeah, she's left, she still left me on red. Mm. So, and yeah, and your boy is very depressed and feeling very shitty right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you got and i don't know how long this is gonna last i mean you know because we've had our we've had our fair share of things in the past mm-hmm. throughout this whole relationship sure do you have do you have any advice for your boy because <laughs> i could really use some right now i mean i'd love to give you advice but i don't know what you found on your phone so now i'm suspect or now I feel like, um, I feel suspicious of you, is the answer. I don't want to feel suspicious of you, are you? You've been a caller for a long time. You seem like a nice dude. And you are one of the hoodie winners for leaving a for leaving a review on the podcast. But without knowing what she saw on your phone, I don't feel like I could give you accurate advice. Now, I have my own suspicions of what I think she found in your phone. And if my suspicions are correct then you have an issue, sir. You are going to have some work to do, and you are going to have to figure this out. Now, I'm here to help you, but only if I can find out what is going on your phone. What did she see there? 
And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I guarantee I know what she found on Ari's phone, leave me a voicemail message. Let's guess together. <laughs> Let's see if we can get this right. Was it another girl's? Was there a message from another girl, Ari? What was that message? Was there skin involved in the message she saw on your phone? I've got suspicions. I know how dudes' phones work. I've got my own ideas, but you didn't give me any clarity, so now all I'm left to do is disappear in my imagination. Ari, you call in. You tell me what you found, okay? Then we'll work through this together. Chris, you're up next on the Alpha Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. Hey, BM, I got a righteous sack beating for you. Hang on, hang on. We can't do that without this. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. As you were, sir. So I live down in the desert of Southern California. Hmm. And I work in a chemistry lab and I come into work last Monday and it was Mm kind of warm. And I was like, well, like, I don't know, maybe it's just been weird. But like throughout the day and I get in at seven around like nine o'clock, I'm like, ah, it's it's stinking. Like it's getting uncomfortable. Like I have all my lab coat and goggles on. I'm just sweating through it. And I go to ask the uh, office manager and she says that, the AC in my area is not working and it is like 95 to hundred degrees out. Mm. And the solvents in my area are kind of volatile. And so they're just like the more volatile ones are just off gassing. Cause it's like 30, 35 degrees Celsius in there, whatever the conversion to that to Fahrenheit is. I don't know. And also my fume hood, which takes whatever gases and pumps them out of my atmosphere isn't working. So now I am in a hot lab inhaling some solvents that aren't getting vacuumed out of there. So, uh, and the part isn't supposed to come in until the 11th of September. So T's and P's. I feel like thoughts and prayers aren't appropriate here. Chris, I feel like you shouldn't be at that lab. You got some major science shit going on and you're inhaling fumes of some kind. Now, I'm no scientist, but I am an unlicensed scientist. And I can tell you that if you're huffing gases, they better be the fun ones. But it doesn't sound like they are. So I feel like until the 11th, which is five days from today when I'm recording, I don't feel like you should be in there. I feel like you should be somewhere else. And I feel like your job should let you be somewhere else unless they move your lab outside. That could be the solution, Chris. You move all of the tools and the equipment that you use outside in that hot sun. Uh, By the way, 35 degrees C to Fahrenheit is 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Thank you, Google. Chris, please leave a message next week for next week's podcast so that we all know you're alive, okay? Thank you. Very last message from the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. It is Ari. Ari, if you don't tell me what what got found on your phone, then I don't know what we're doing here, man. Okay, just just ignore what I said last night. I uh, I think it's over. Oh, I think it's over, based on the the talk that we had today. Oh man. So yeah, I don't know what you said, BM, but thanks. Really, I appreciate it. You're the best. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I don't know that you will like my advice because I want to know what she saw on your phone. But if it is over, over Ari, I apologize. Call me back. Let's talk about it.
All right. Owen gave the breakdown. I think in Owen's case earlier, that breakup's for the best because while she may have seemed like his dream girl initially in that moment, if there's only going to be a three, three and a half months of a relationship here before she leaves in January, it's just not meant to be baby. I'm not saying don't have fun. Go have some fun. But in the meantime, look after yourself. Ari, what did she find on your phone? You leave me a message and let me know. We can repair this. I don't believe that from the time you left that one voicemail to this last voicemail that it's over. Unless you want it to be over. But we have some work to do, it sounds like. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, is what they say. And it sounds like that's the situation you're in. So, for the friend folks at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton, we demand an update from Ari. Owen, I want an update from you. Does this all make sense to you guys? Who else do we need an update from? Hmm... The investigation on Zola Will of Thousands. We found out that that is from a game today. Jordan let us know that. We will see what happens. And that's how we're going to wrap up the voicemail. The Alpha Romeo of Edmonton family is looking to welcome you. Perhaps you can drive a Stelvio like I do. Or perhaps you're going to go check out the Tenali starting at 47190. You book a test drive at alfaromeoedmonton.ca. In the meantime, please keep leaving voicemails. There you have another episode, a disjointed one. I apologize. I was getting flurries of emails coming in and they were distracting me while I was doing it. Normally I shut my email off when I'm recording the podcast today. I didn't do that. That's my mistake. But there's good news. One, the Oilers are back on the ice. Two, we have got events. We did, we're, we're putting together our season launch party and the plan for that. So that's going to be coming up on October 11th. Stay tuned for that. There's still a single spot available on the Nation Vacation to Seattle, I believe. Go scoop that if you want to come with us in November. We're going to be launching the trip to Arizona very soon. Just keep following along. And I want to thank all of the sponsors on this podcast. I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank all of you for helping me grow this baby One, uh, even during the summer when nothing's happening. And if you need more advice from me, well, damn it, I'm here to give it. Whether or not it's any good, that is up to you. Until next week, or if something interesting happens, that is BLTN for you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.